0: Welcome, guys, back to Faked. This episode is all about fake buildings, specifically in New York City, but we will kind of look at some across the world. It's not a unique idea to the New York City area, but um, any big city is going to probably want to do something like this. So let's talk about really what fake buildings are and why somebody would want to have them in a city. Okay? Um, We talked about in another episode, we talked about Italy. So there are um, platforms that people put up when they're trying to like reconstruct maybe the exterior of a building. And if you know much about Italy, it's going to be extremely intricate stonework on the exterior. So it's worth that they put up these like facades. Basically, it's like screen, a screen that goes over the scaffolding. That makes it look like what either the building was during its prime or maybe a historical component. You got to see it before. Maybe they got new windows due to regulations in the area or um, just maybe what was going on in that time or what future building will be. Uh, built there. So that's kind of an example of a simple facade, something that people use in big cities in order to make things just look a little more uniform, not like it's always under construction and it makes it more livable for the people who are there. And especially if it's a touristy area, which New York City is, you're going to want to spend the money in order to make things visitable or livable. So uh, you wouldn't really think there was a lot of fake buildings in New York City specifically because Pricing for a house there is so expensive. You'd be like, well, why wouldn't they just use every bit of real estate there in order to shove people in it like New York City is known for? So we've got townhouses, we've got brownstones, um, lavish apartments, beautiful balconies, all these things in these boroughs. And we're shoving people into these. But to some avail, there is not always um, a lot of livable space in these uh, buildings. And what we're talking about specifically is the fake facades that cover up um, a lot of the machining that allow these huge areas to operate so seamlessly. Because as we all know, there's a lot that goes on to making a city happen. Okay. There's a lot of things going underneath, a lot of stuff that if we didn't have the correct infrastructure would fail immediately okay so what they did during this time of um, implementing a subway system was they built these facades that um, basically house all these machining it creates ventilation Um, because if you've been in New York City and you've gone to Times Square they have a lot of ventilation there too for the subways however it smells it's disgusting and it could turn a gray outfit into a brown one so they put these little pipes over the—they're like cones, I should say, like maybe like ten-foot cones—that basically allows the smoke to relieve itself above maybe the tallest person that's out there. So ten foot's pretty, pretty good, I would say. I don't think there's a lot of people taller than ten foot, but um, it's kind of cool that they do that in order to again make it more livable, make it more visitable, and you know, for the tourists. So. What are these fake facades used for? That's the question. And that is just to keep things kind of running and make things just not so monolithic and machine. Um, But yeah, when we do look at these, um, if you did come from my TikTok, which um, it looks like it gained some popularity. So welcome, guys, if you're new to this. Uh, You'll see a building. Um, once Once you get kind of into the know and you can... You know, you hear about what these look like. They're pretty easy to spot. It's not like they're um, anything hidden. Kind of like the the whole Harry Potter. Uh, I don't even remember the reference, but um, I just know that they they have that fake building where they would all. Uh, well, I mean, it's obviously a little different because I think the entire building's just like opened up. So a little different there, but kind of the same, similar thing where it's hidden, kind of in plain sight. So when you do see these buildings, it looks just like any other building down the street, except for all the windows are completely blacked out. You've got a big metal door that looks um, almost like you can't enter it. Um, And if you can, it's just like purposeful. Like it has just like one side you can open up. It's not meant to double door open. So kind of cool uh, to look. uh, You could also like to look. Um, it's kind of cool to just kind of scan when you're going through some of these boroughs. Cause if you do go to New York city, I would suggest checking out Brooklyn, checking out, um, some of the Heights, checking out these really cool boroughs that people actually live in. So you've got all these old brownstones from 1800s. They're absolutely stunning. So plus you'll get to see these cool little facades. So, um, you'll see kind of some of the paint color being off, uh, especially because they're newer like so when you look through these brownstone um, neighborhoods there is pretty much a commonality in age between all of them the brick is always going to be a little more worn it's going to be a little more weathered and then you'll see the fake building which looks a lot newer okay so Um, so let's just talk about where to find these fake facades in New York city. And then we'll talk about in some other cities, how, um, so if maybe there is somewhere you're visiting, you can check out something similar to it. If you're not going to New York city. So one of the most well-known fake facades in New York city can be found in Brooklyn. The street on which the uh, fake building resides is nothing out of the ordinary. And upon first glance, no one would notice anything out of the ordinary. We, we talked about some of the things to look for when you're looking for these fake buildings and, um, and then you know the drast comparison between the the one next to it so at 58 jora Lemon, so g-a-o-r-a lemon street there uh there's one that stands kind of out from the rest the buildings flanking it on either side have kind of a rick a real brick uh exterior and then bright open windows and then the one is clearly the opposite with the dark windows the the color the paint on a bricks is like a deeper shade and it's windows while realistic always uh, are just pitch black so it's kind of the first tip that something is not together and it just looks unlivable there's no plants it's it is existing among life basically but it is it is no good all right so let's talk about the history of them so according to historians the building was built in 1847 and still features many of the original details from its Greek revival style architecture. So originally it wasn't meant to be a fake facade, but then was converted converted back in uh, 1908. So its purpose then, which is the same purpose that it serves now, was to become part of a vent fan for the subway system. So the facade hides both the fan as well as an emergency exit for the surrounding buildings. So uh, kind of cool thing if if someone does hit an emergency i mean you you've seen the underground system and how far it can be from really any exit so these create a like a halfway point or a quarter point or something that allows people to leave so if you ever see people leaving buildings in droves that's because there is some sort of emergency underneath so exist in manhattan as well as a part of the plan that was proposed back in 1906 by the chief subway tunnel engineer it's easy to imagine that all of the exhaust and the fumes let off by the subway would need to escape the ground somehow so the fake facades hide the subway vents and they prevent it from building up underground so that is big so when you're you know when you're in the subway system and you're not dying because of the smoke and ventilator the you know discharge uh, discharge i guess from the actual subway cars you have that to think you have these fake facades to think so let's talk about some of the additional fake facades in new york city so there's a lot to be found um and those uh, interesting you know there's just like a little interesting parts of them there so they're not all the same they don't all it's not like one company comes by and builds fake facades they're all different they're all um They're all very fake. The fake. They are very fake, but they are from uh, different kind of blocks, burrows, all this stuff. So we got Lower East Side toys. There's a rare entrance at uh, 103 Norfolk Street. So check that one out. Uh, Hudson Street Psychic, located at 510 Hudson Street. They'll know you're coming. Phone booth uh, located at one thirteen Saint Mark's Place, and then the Doyer's Street Chemist. Uh, so Doyer uh, down Doyer Street. There's a sign for a chemist, and in the window, visitors will find an old antique apothecary style bottle. Bottle. So while it appears as though the store itself has long been abandoned, in reality, the door brings visitors into a apothecary, which is the uh, mixology bar. So that's kind of cool. These are some make, uh, fake facades, not all used for the exact same reasons. Um, But, you know, we also have the history of prohibition there where you've got all of these fake buildings. Chumley's one of them where you kind of go up to it and it does not look like a bar, especially one of its caliber. So pretty cool stuff. Let's talk about some of the other fake buildings around the world okay so 2324 Leinster Gardens in London okay so a couple blocks north of the Buckingham Palace there's a facade just the face of a building that opens up to the train tracks underground below pretty sweet check that one out um it's unlike the building in Gorelum Street um Whoever owns Leinmeister Gardens made it look like the building has actually lived in, except for the one detail, the covered windows. So check that out. Uh, It's kind of cool. It's it's different. It definitely looks a little little more convincing than the others. So the Strecker Memorial Laboratory in New York City, okay? On New York's Roosevelt Island is a repurposed laboratory. The building pictured. um, So if you do go into, let's see, Business Insider made a made a whole article about all of these different fake facade buildings around the world. So there's some pictures there. Um, They had a 2010 restoration, but it was originally built in 1892 and used to study infectious diseases as part of the city hospital. Okay. The laboratory now acts as housing for a power conversion substation for trains running below the Island. So yeah, the studying of infectious diseases doesn't seem like somewhere somebody would want to live anyways. So it's probably good that they converted it into something else. So Uh, 640 Millwood Street, Toronto. This one is a house. So I guess even suburban settlements can house electrical substations. So 640 Millwood Road is one of the more than 250 camouflage substations in Toronto. Wow. The building's front is just that, a front. So the space seems almost theatrical according to descriptions of the interior. So like the wings and backstage area, everything is raw, stripped of ornate, and total totally utilitarian is what it is. so if you want to check that one out, it looks like it's just a house, and it does hold that kind of fake look to it it's uh but it's yeah, totally utilitarian, nobody lives there. You just wonder like <laughs> like moving in next door and be like, "Oh, these neighbors are terrible, like you know making a joke, um but nobody comes and goes. Maybe they do. I guess they probably need work on it. So it's probably like just workers. They always have people in there. Um, That's interesting. That one's a really interesting one because it is like a suburban house. It's not just something in a neighborhood. Okay, so next is Duncan Station, 29 Nelson Street, Toronto. Apparently Toronto is very, very hidden. But I guess that also serves a purpose, too, because it's so cold up there. So a lot of these things need to be housed. They can't really be outside a lot of these substations and stuff. So this one is another building. This one's like a full building, just kind of like the New York City one. This one um, is all blocked out. It's all, uh, yeah, all like the windows are closed. The Well, it looks like some of the windows, if you do look at this, uh, if you're following along on the um, website, Checking out, it it, uh, it looks like it's like... They allow some light to come in there, which is cool, which is probably good for people working on it. Um, but it looks like it's mostly frosted. Okay, so next is the Holland Tunnel in New York City. So New York City's Holland Tunnel has four connecting buildings above the middle of it, built just to house vents. So according to the American Society of Civil Engineers, the vents divert carbon monoxide from the vehicles below. That would... <laughs> Uh, asphyxiate drivers so again these are really important things because you don't really realize how much emissions come from these vehicles that are underground but they need it needs to go somewhere and these ventilations are saving people's lives so these are definitely useful and cool so 145 rue lafayette in paris so in paris's 10th um, arrondissement is a building that would by all accounts be pretty convincing um, if you didn't know that it lacks a roof however so if you look on Google Earth you'll fee- see kind of a black void where there should be a roof and according to the French newspaper 20 minutes the building is owned by the RATP the local train operator the building has been owned since the 18 or 1980s by the RATP and it's being used as an air vent for passing trains so It's not really a unique idea, and it looks like this is the best way to do it because so many different places have done this. So let's talk about Chicago, okay? So 51 West Ontario Street in Chicago. So Messy Nesty Chic, um, which apparently is somebody who wrote an article about this, says that the, the Georgian building where the doors won't open and the windows are actually just poorly decorated vents themselves. It's kind of interesting kind of part of the building structure, but it's tied into with, like, inserts. It's weird. Um, It was the Commonwealth Edison substation designed by Stanley Tigerman. So the building originally sat west of the Hard Rock Cafe, which Tigerman designed before the ComEd building. The building is someone... Tongue-in-cheek, almost like a bit of a joke. Sounds like an expensive joke. But Tigerman told Messy Nessie Chic, which is the article we talked about, the Hard Rock Cafe, fake stucco, fake Georgian, nothing really real about it. So kind of interesting. But, yeah, it is contextual to the area. It's just clearly fake. And, yeah, you could see all the ventilations through the windows. Kind of a cool, interesting way to throw that in there. But well, guys, I hope we learned a lot about these fake areas of certain cities and kind of the value that they hold. A lot, Not a lot of fake things we talk about hold value. Um, so this one was kind of an interesting one. It's more of like, uh, yeah, it's like a traveling tip. So if you're in an area and you're with somebody and you want to kind of look a little in the know, you can say, well, on Faked podcasts, they talked all about these fake buildings and there's one right there. So guys, remember with faked items, there are those who produce them, those who purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.